Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here today. And uh, doing an update from the mission field in Italy. And the title of this one is Venetian Winter. And uh, this update that we're speaking about now is based off of an email update that we sent out just a couple days ago. Uh, That's uh, the thing we do um, about every 10 days just to keep people involved, see different things that are happening in Italy, see how prayers are being answered, see how you can continue to pray, and also learn of different ways that you or your church and or your church could be involved uh, personally in the work here of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy. Uh, So this one, Venetian winter, uh, comes from the idea that we are in uh, the dead of winter here in this area. And it's a bit of a depressing time of the year in in Venice, Italy, because it's very humid, it's dark, and it's very foggy, cold. Not a really happy time. A lot of people just stay inside. There's not much activity out on the streets. Nothing at all compared to what we would experience in the spring, summer, and fall. Much more active, much more exciting time to be in Venice, Italy, uh, and and Mestre, Italy, uh, than than now, the Venetian winter. So this is a low season for us. and we have to change gears, switch things up, and, and work on different things. Um, but in this update, we see nonetheless uh, a guy did get saved recently. And we actually probably mentioned him previously in a podcast episode or something. Uh, but a guy named John Paolo got uh, got saved. He was clarified what the salvation is, what the, what the gospel is all, really all about. A God-fearing man and uh, through a track got in touch with us. And uh, we were able to become his friends, lead him to Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord willing, we'll continue to remain friends for a long, long time. And uh, now he's he's interested in being part of the church, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, even offered himself to help set up an association with us uh, as a good Italian man who knows how this stuff works. Uh, to help set up the association for the church plant itself, which enables us to also host evangelism teams and, and publicly uh, do stuff um, in regards to evangelism in the town squares and stuff like that. Uh, and also to rent halls and rent, you know, uh, lecture halls, think, whatever we want to do in the future, uh, we need an association to be able to do that. So he's willing to help. He offered himself actually without us even asking to help help us set that up. So despite the fact that it's foggy, dreary, and not a happy time of the year, nonetheless, good stuff is happening. All glory to God alone. It's it's amazing to see the Lord's work, uh, His hand at work here, even through people like us. So praise God for that. Thank you for praying for us during this time. Uh, in this uh, update that we sent out, there is actually an email as well, or not an email, sorry, um, a video as well, uh, which is even more exciting, I guess, than, than audio. So feel free to check that out. You can see that on the front page of practicalmissions.org or also on the PMC Facebook page. Uh, there's a link to that video, just us in our kitchen basically on the fly, giving uh, a brief update in regards to the things we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, so today we'll look at a couple prayer requests, and uh, really that's it. Uh, but let me jump down to the bottom of the update here, and I'm going to do uh, read read this Bible verse which uh, we shared as an exhortation, just expound a couple points about it, and pray for our hearts to be uh, encouraged in the things of the Lord, and remember why we are here and what it is about as uh, uh, to be Christian and to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. The verse from today comes from Acts. It's actually two verses. Acts chapter 12, verses 2 to 3 uh, says this, He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, 
he proceeded to arrest Peter also. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, and when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. So we're looking at Herod, uh, who was a wicked man, known for <clears throat> the whole the whole line of these Herods, known for uh, being aggressive, violent, even killing people, stuff like that. And in this case, we have another example of uh, death coming upon uh, disciples at this point. Uh, so the big reminder for us from this uh, is that we can never forget that as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have surrendered our lives to his lordship. Uh, uh, Jesus is not just lord in, in, in generic. He's lord of all. He really is. He made everything. But when we become Christ followers, when we surrender, when we repent of our sins, turn from our sin, embrace Jesus Christ, we embrace him as our lord, not just our savior. He's our lord and our savior. And whatever you want, Jesus, I will do it. You have gone way out of your way to save somebody like me and from my sins and Dying in my place is just unbelievable. Whatever you want, I will do it. I'm so excited to be forgiven, to be saved. That's the right kind of attitude, but that's the normal attitude of a Christian. He understands he's been forgiven, but he understands his life no longer belongs to him. He was bought at a price. And it reminds me also, there's a verse uh, uh, that most people don't uh, don't ever mention or, or try to ignore. But there's a point where Jesus was talking about how the Jews, he came to his people, but they didn't they didn't want him to reign over them. In other words, he didn't. They didn't want him to be their lord. And uh, what did he say about that people at the end of this story, the parable, something like that? He actually says, "Bring them here and kill them in front of me with a sword," kind of thing. Like pretty severe wording that Jesus used in regards to those who don't don't want him to lord over them. Uh, so the Christian, on the other hand, when he converts and he gets born again, born of the Spirit of God, he then repents of his sin, turns to Jesus Christ, embraces him by faith, and knows salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And he says to, to the Lord Jesus in his heart, he says, please do reign over me. If you're not reigning over me, I will go astray. I will fall into sin. I will not honor you with my life. So please, Lord Jesus, reign over me. I want you to lord over me. Now, that's the, the heart attitude of a true disciple of Jesus Christ. So remember that we were bought at a price. Our life is no longer ours, but his. From the moment we repented of our sins and trusted in Christ alone for forgiveness and salvation, we have died to ourselves in order to live truly with Christ and unto Christ for his glory and his honor, not our glory and not our honor. We belong to him now. That's a wonderful thing. So James lived for Christ even when it cost him his life. Uh, it, it, that's a wonderful thing. Today there's a lot of uh, uh, preaching that goes contrary to this idea of a disciple who surrenders his life to Jesus Christ. Often Jesus can be per, uh, you know, imagined as someone who's here to grant us all our requests. Uh, whatever we declare by faith, he'll give us. So he's kind of like a genie in a bottle or something like that. Uh, a wrong idea of who Jesus is, a wrong idea of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, what it means to be a Christian. Uh, James, on the other hand, he understood, my life is not mine, and if I'm going to die, well, that's how it's going to be, I guess. Uh, the Lord has a plan that's way beyond my understanding, uh, way bigger than my understanding, and if that's what he wants, I, I it's not cool. I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. But to God the glory, He knows what He's doing. I trust in Him. He has a bigger plan and bigger purpose than I can understand. We need to have that kind of attitude, like 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 James here, and like we see in Peter. Also, Peter, uh, he was he previously denied he denied Jesus Christ not long before this, and but now he was ready and willing to die for Christ and the gospel. So after after being arrested, Peter he was enough at peace 
that he was even found sleeping the night before his planned execution. There he was. He was in the jail cell, chained to two different guards and another 14 guards in the vicinity to make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And uh, his day was coming. The next day he was supposed to be executed. And here he is. Well, okay, Lord, you are Lord of my life. And you're in control. I trust you. You know what you're doing. And here I am. I'll go to sleep and be at peace. There's no point in being anxious because my Lord is in control. And then we all know the story. Uh, while the people were praying uh, on his behalf, an angel was sent there, set him free. He got out of the prison and actually continued along fruitful ministry for many more years before he was put to death uh, for Christ. But the question would be for us today, do you have this unwavering trust in your sovereign Lord and Savior today? Are you experiencing that today? Do you have trust in Jesus Christ? Whatever your situation is today, and you probably have at least one situation that is not according to your will, not how you would like it to be. But nonetheless, do you trust Jesus really is Lord and He really is in control? Uh, do you have that kind of that kind of trust? You can have it, and you ought to have it. Uh, the Lord desires for you to trust in Him, and often He's testing us to see if we do trust in Him. So do it. Trust in Jesus today with your life. Remember, your life is His now. You belong to Him, and He cares more about your life than even you do. He's worthy of your trust. Trust Him. He knows what He is doing, despite how it may or may not seem to you or to me today. Trust in Him. That's the exhortation for today. Uh, I know it's strange. The verses I pick for these exhortations uh, in our updates, most people don't think that's not very encouraging. Uh, he killed James' brother John with a sword, and when he saw it, please the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. What in the world could that be? But as you look within the context, what's going on there, the whole situation, God working, as we read in book in the book of uh, Acts, how he's building his church, the Holy Spirit is at work, using people, converting people, organizing events, causing things to happen. Uh, it is encouraging to remember Jesus is in control, and he's in control of your life also. He knows your name. He knows how many hairs you have on the head. And when it's time for you to go, you'll go. Nothing can stop that. But if it's time for you to continue on living, nothing can stop that either. He's not yet done using you. He has plans for you, for you to testify of the gospel, of the grace of Jesus Christ in word and deed with your life. Uh, so be exhorted, be encouraged by that. Uh, trust in him. Trust in him. Our update, other things we can mention. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, slow season. Uh, so our prayer request would be that you pray for us if you could. Uh, when you think of us, as often as you think of us or in your groups, Pray for us to persevere here in Italy through the winter season. Uh, it's dark and depressing outside. Now, we have the joy of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're born of God, and when we're His servants, we know the Lord Jesus Christ. and So it's different for us. But nonetheless, it's it's a slow season. So not as much happening, not as many people going on. And, and we always need prayer to persevere in the slow times. It's much more exciting and easier to persevere when, when there's a lot going on. Uh, so pray for us to persevere through the winter. Uh, pray also at the same time for more salvation of Italians from Mestre. So in general, we always want you to pray for this. But in particular, even now, during the slow season, doesn't mean God is slow. doesn't mean it's a down season for the Lord. He's at work in people's hearts. Our tracts are still going out on a daily basis. Uh, people are receiving stuff and engaging us and hearing the gospel for the first time. Stuff is still going on. So pray for the Lord to save. Pray for that to happen. Uh, number three, prayer request. Uh, PMC vision trips and short-term cohorts for 2018. There's some new doors open for us, some new possibilities of interns coming our way uh, this summer. Uh, we're still praying to see some a couple different churches send out what we're calling vision trips, where they can scout out the land, see the ministry, experience things, engage some Italians, uh, and all that good stuff, as we talked about previously, 
Uh, but we don't know who those people are going to be, but we are praying some will come. Uh, so please join us. If you're not considering yourself to come, pray with us for the Lord to send others to come. Thank you. Number four, PMC interns and long-term missionaries. Pray for this also to join the Mestre Church Plant cohorts. Uh, so our, few, our, our goal is, uh, our prayer is to see more people coming alongside of us uh, in, the, in the labor, uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ as his uh, missionaries, to proclaim the good news, word, deed, and, and see a core group of people form, the church take off, and in the future also Italian men to be trained as the elders or pastors of the church. Uh, to God the Lord. So pray for that. We need uh, participants. We welcome them. We want them. We don't know how to get them, so we pray. And uh, we trust the Lord will direct them according to His will, when He wants and how He wants. So please pray pray with that for us. Number five, last point, last prayer request. A core group of Italian believers to take form in Mestre. Uh, so a group is forming little by little. Uh, but And now each person who gets saved and joins alongside of us, they have a network of friends and family members and different things. And... and uh, and together we are we're alive to proclaim the good news. So uh, pray the Lord bless and, and that sooner or later we will see, hopefully sooner rather than later, a core group of Italian believers really take form here in Mestre. And that's when things really get exciting and really get interesting. So pray for that to happen. Pray for God to move in that way. Uh, other things on here on the update, nothing worth mentioning. We just have the regular link to the podcast episodes. Uh, a personal thank you from me, Jerry V. Cornelius, and all the others at PMC, the board guys. Uh, and that's it. I will mention this, our uh, little slogan we have for PMC. It says, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and being used by Jesus for the formation of new church bodies in the well-known yet unreached land called Italy. Uh, that's, our, that's our purpose. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for tuning in. And until the next time, God bless you. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.